This episode of Yays of Our Lives is brought to you by GHD Unplugged. Confidence you can carry with you for good hair days anytime, anywhere. The craziest stuff happens to us, but the best stuff comes after. And I live with no regrets. And I'm grateful that I had that experience because I wouldn't be the woman that I am today. And in life, you've got to step outside your comfort zone to step into your power zone. If something is stuck in an energy block, I just go switch your thinking. There is always something better on the other side. These are the yays of our lives. Busy and happy are not the same thing. We too rarely question what makes the heart sing. We work, then we rest, but rarely we play and often don't realise there's more than one way. So this is a platform to hear and explore the stories of those who found lives they adore. The good, bad and ugly, the best and worst day will bear all the facets of seizing your yay. I'm Sarah Davidson, or Spoonful of Sarah, a lawyer turned fun entrepreneur who swapped the suits and heels to co-found Matcha Maiden and Matcha Milk Bar. Seize the Yay is a series of conversations on finding a life you love and exploring the self-doubt, challenge, joy, and fulfillment along the way. Welcome to a new week, Yeighborhood. If you're looking for some motivation for a fresh start, our guest for this episode is your woman. If you haven't heard of Tori Archbold before, you've probably encountered her work in some form or another. She is the superstar publicist whose first business, Torstar, brought Zara to Australia for a history-making launch, took Seafolly and Sukun overseas, and included Nespresso, Victoria's Secret, and Adidas in its booming portfolio. That was, however, before the universe took her through a near-death experience, which you'll hear all about, and complete re-evaluation of her life and priorities. In an aha moment sparked by Drew Barrymore, of all people, Tori decided to close her hugely successful agency and seize a brand new yay with Powerful Steps, a platform to inspire, encourage, and empower others in their own lives. I think you'll understand very quickly why this is perfectly suited to Tori. She has so much to share about limiting beliefs, surrender, and finding your power. What a valuable guest to have with us today for some wisdom and wonder about yays of our lives. Tori Archbold, welcome to the show. Well, I'm ready to seize the yay, Sarah. There's no other way. We're in lockdown. (laughs) Oh, I'm so excited. (laughs) And this is even more special because just yesterday I jumped on your podcast and we've had a little sleep and we've refreshed and now we're back to swap sides. How exciting. (laughs) We're feeling so fabulous. And I have to say your story is a standout on Powerful Stories. It's so brilliant to be able to share. And I had no idea how many synchronicities between the two of us, even though there's a decade between us. <laughs> well, with your skin, you Clearly would absolutely not one. know that. So, oh no, <laughs> not at all. I don't think it's clear at all. <laughs> but I think that is one of the most exciting things about being part of podcast land is there are so many amazing creators. And like one of the things I found yesterday was because we were uncovering all these synchronicities, I was like, I know you're meant to be asking me questions, but I just want to ask you about your story. So I'm so excited that now we have the chance to do that. But first, as you know, we start this segment with a quote of the yay to sort of kick things off with a bit of a theme, many of which came up yesterday. What was the quote that you chose for your episode today?
today? Well, someone had chosen my quote, which means that obviously (laughs) the people that you interview are aligned with my values, which are passion, integrity, and delivery. So I love that. But my second quote, which I really thought would be a great theme for today, was never be limited by another's limited imagination. (gasps) Oh my gosh, that's fabulous. I love love that. And you know how much I love quotes, right? It's so rare that I've heard one, like that someone gives me one that I've never heard before. I've never heard that one before. My daughter picked it out for me. She does all the quotes on my Instagram and it is in alignment with our intent and purpose to propel others forward in life. Oh my gosh, that's so beautiful. And I mean, looking at your story and where you've been, there's been firstly, the fact that you started an incredibly successful global agency in your 20s, when I'm sure limiting beliefs are, I feel like your 20s is just a decade of limiting beliefs. (laughs) But then you've also been through some huge setbacks, appendicitis, septicemia, nearly losing your life, and then having to reestablish yourself by taking new powerful steps into new purposes. So I think that quote's really beautiful. But let's go back to how it applies to your beginning. And let's talk about the first iteration of Tori and Torsta and how, you know, you got to the highest highs and then why that didn't end up in the end being where you wanted to be. Because I think that's also fascinating. Yeah, no, I think it's a beautiful way to start. And thank you, Sarah. And, you know, going back to the quote, you know, never be limited by another's limited imagination. When I arrived back from my working holiday visa from London, I was lucky enough to work for Viacom, MTV, Nickelodeon. We partnered with Freud Communications, which was, you know, the number one brand comms agency in the world. And I just, I came back to Australia and I was so inspired by media, entertainment, the power of connection. I wanted to start my own business. Now, everyone said I couldn't do it. Everyone said you should get married. You should settle for $30,000, $40,000 a year, be an interior designer, be a personal assistant. But <laughs> why the fuck would you want to start your own company? <laughs> and I remember <laughs> saying to myself, well, why the fuck not? I can do it, right? And I think those limiting beliefs was when I was growing up at school, look, I was an average student, like many people out there, you know, I just kind of coasted along. I got 50s, 60s, you know, occasionally in the 70s. And I just really kicked in and said to myself before I set my HSC, you know what, when no one else believes in me, the biggest asset I have is believing in myself. And, you know, it really was a game-changing moment for me because in those days you used to go to the post office, you know, it was no like digital, here's your result. And I remember opening the envelope and I was like, oh my God, I got 87.75%. And I thought, I now have opportunity. I have choice. What am I going to do with my life, right? And so the limiting beliefs that everyone else had around me, I proved them wrong in the first instance. Then obviously I took off to London. I had these amazing opportunities and I came back to Australia and the same thing happened. No one believed in me. No one believed that I could do it. And I remember, you know, the boyfriend at the time that I had, I'll never forget, I met him at this cafe called Bill's in Surrey Hills. It's a famous cafe. Oh, (laughs) Bill's. What an institution. It's such an institution. And I said, I'm going to start a PR company and I'm going to attract all of these amazing brands in fashion, beauty, lifestyle, celebrities, you name it. And I'm going to take it global. And I remember him looking at me and just going, 
that's not going to happen. How's that going to happen? And you know what? I made it happen because I walked (gasps) out of that cafe. I'll never forget it in Crown Street, Surrey Hills. And I was like, I'm going to prove that I can. Just because other people have limited beliefs around what I can achieve doesn't mean that I have to have them. And, you know, 20 years later, I had Australia's top performing brand comms agency. I launched the biggest brands in global history into Australia. Zara was one of them. And it goes down as the single most successful retail launch for them around the world. But for Australian retail, it was the number one. And we had 22,000 people through on the day of launch. We did a million dollars in sales. (gasps) You go back and you look, it was crazy. There were, you know, thousands of people that queued up to go in and have that experience. But I always say, I didn't make that happen. It was the team that made that happen. And I often say to myself, how do I attract you know, all of these amazing people and brands into my life. And it goes back to the fact that when no one else believed in me, I believed in myself. But I also, I set up a really solid foundation, which anchored me for success, which was my values, my intent and my purpose. Mm. And I think it's so interesting that limiting beliefs are either the number one destroyer of dreams, but in some cases, people turn them into fuel. Like sometimes they don't end up crushing dreams. They actually end up giving you the drive to prove people wrong. Whereas if, and I don't mean you should go and wish for people to go doubting you all the time, but sometimes if you do have everyone patting you on the back and supporting you all the time, you don't have the fire that that the doubt creates within you to be like, no, I will show you what I can do. And that's just... It gives me goosebumps to think of 20 years later, you looking back at all those doubters and being like, look what I did. And it's not, yes, you had a team around you, but you had to create that team. You had to build a business that a team even wanted to be employed by. So even though, yes, you could owe the ultimate success to lots of different people combined, it was you who had to attract them. And I think something that I loved reading about your story is the way you did that, which was a very simple structure that was repeated over and over. And I often refer back to the quote about how success isn't, you know, it doesn't happen to people. It happens in the habits they choose and then the habits create the success, which was your three coffee dates a week method. Tell us I about that. Because <laughs> I think it's, it's so, so clever. <laughs> Well, you know what, for over 20 years now, and that really is showing my age, I, you know, when I started Tour Star, I had no money in the bank and I had no media connections. I basically knew nobody. And I said to myself, if I'm going to build this global business, if I'm going to prove people wrong and really step into my destiny and create something that's going to make an impact with others and really be an innovator and lead, I need to know people. And so the easiest and most cost-effective way to do that was to coffee date, right? So for less than $10, you can have a coffee date with someone anywhere in the world or an espresso martini might cost you a little bit more. And so for, you know, my entire career, I've committed to the following. It's like one with someone in my tribe. So when we talk about someone in my tribe, it could be someone within your, your team, your business, or, you know, someone that you just want to connect with and just exchange information about what you're up to and vice versa. The second one, which is really important is someone you want to partner with. So I've always had a vision board and I've always said to myself, I'm going to connect with these people. or I'm going to win these brands. But it was through the coffee dates, those partnerships came about because the first one with the tribe would talk about it, right? And then the partnerships would then refer you on, right? 
And the third one was outside your comfort zone. And outside your comfort zone is actually how I ended up with Drew Barrymore as, you know, my my client because every time I went to LA, I'd always tag on two days at the end of the trips. And I'd say to myself, it's about partnership. It's about connection, but it's about meeting people outside my comfort zone. And lo and behold, on one of the partnership coffee dates, it actually ended up being one of her best friends from school. And from that, I got an email two years later saying, hey, my friend's launching a beauty brand in Australia. Didn't mention the name or anything. Would you like to help her? And I emailed back, I said, of course, because we'd had the coffee date, we'd had the connection. I liked what she did, she liked what I did. And then the next email came through and said, it's Drew Barrymore. So the moral of the story is the coffee dates build your reputation, <laughs> they build connection, but most importantly, you never, ever know what magical opportunity is going to land in your lap. Oh, so true. And I also often have to remind myself that networking as annoying and frustrating and also time consuming as it can be sometimes you also have to sometimes network before you're ready like before you know that you need the contact that you're going out to seek because often people wait until there's a gap and they're like oh crap I need a PR person or I need this ambassador and it's like no you have to have started laying those foundations like you mentioned the email came two years later and that's actually short considering how long it takes some relationships to come to fruition so I love the idea of planting seeds five ten years before you ever know that you'll need that person because I think that's where those random opportunities do come up but they come to you because you've bothered to go and make the time to do those things yeah it's the connection and you never know where it's going to come from so I got this email in my LinkedIn last night so years ago when I started Torstar before I'd even had Bella you know Schwarzkopf was such a prestigious brand to land right as a PR agency and we were lucky mm. enough to have that client for many, many years and actually I often say it was my friend fashion because I used to sponsor Fashion Week and this beautiful woman, um, Pia Lapalin, she was the one that appointed me and I got an email from her in LinkedIn yesterday and she said, oh, Tori, um, you probably don't remember me but I remember you because when I was working in Berlin a few years ago, we had a coffee date. I'm now going into this <gasps> other global world. I've seen what you're doing at Powerful Steps. Can we connect? So we're going to be connecting oh in the next three, four hours because she needs a wing woman. Like, you know, now I teach women how to really propel forward on that second journey of life. Like they've had great success. They've been in global roles, but they want to get to the next level. And she's pinpointed me to help her get there. Now, of course, I remember making the time to see her in Berlin, but I also remember those two years when she gave me the gift of that business to help me build my business, right? So it's that partnership coffee date that I always, no matter where I am in the world, whether, you know, like it's Berlin, it's Paris, it's New York, it's London, you know, whether it's, you know, wine time in San Francisco, wherever it is, I always make the time to connect with people. So, you know, that partnership coffee date can turn into a wine date. Of course it can. But it's the fact that you stay connected with people because that's what they remember. They remember it, Sarah. It's fantastic. Absolutely. And like I would for anyone who does want to build a media business, any business really, but particularly in media and PR, you know, I did want to ask sort of what do you think the big standout techniques or things in your toolkit were that you use but I think beyond like people is the main thing nothing else you could say could be as important because that it's being memorable you came to mind when she next needed someone she was like oh Tori 
because you were memorable yeah. and you made the effort to be memorable before she knew that you needed that from her, which I think is so, so valuable to remember. But you also touched on your second chapter now, which I think, again, is so fascinating because in, you know, in terms of seizing your yay, you'd kind of seized it. Like you've got to the pinnacle of beyond what you'd ever expected with this huge agency with clients like Drew Barrymore and going, talking about going to take the next step. Like, I don't think many people would think there was a next step. So what did spark that next chapter? I think that's part of seizing your yay with lots of our guests is that they get to where they thought was the end goal. And then suddenly they realize, oh no, this was just one chapter in a constantly evolving spectrum. And I've got so much more to give now. So what sparked, I think you often say that it was Drew Barrymore who kind of ended your first career. What what was that and what sparked? Yeah, she definitely ended my PR career. <laughs> so what sparked it was definitely my, <laughs> my gut instinct and my intuition. And I actually knew three years before you know, that famous Drew moment where I saw her speaking at an event that we created for her at Icebergs in Sydney for Flower Beauty and I was watching her saying, you know, the power of people, the power of connection and what inspired her. And I just thought, you know what, I've got to trust my gut instinct. I feel like the first journey for Torstar is just the very beginning of what I'm meant to be on earth to create for others, right? And so I just decided if I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out at the top of my game with one of the biggest celebrities in the world. And just prior to that, I'd launched Victoria's Secret and Steve Madden into the country. And, you know, I'd taken um, Australian brands like Sea Folly and Souk and Global I'd made them number one in their category. And I was like, mm. I'm done, sister. Give me a high five. I'm out of here. <laughs> and it was such a defining moment because, you know, you asked what made me do it. And it's like my gut instinct. And I just remember looking at her and my daughter never asked to come to events. And she said to me, mom, I want to meet Drew Barrymore. And I said, really? And she said, yeah, I wanted to see what you do. And ironically, it was the first and only time in the entire history of Torstar and I've worked with so many big celebrities, you know, that walk down the Oscars, the Golden Globes, MTV, Music Awards, everything that I've ever had a photo with someone. And it was only because Bella said, I want a photo with Drew for my Instagram because, of course, she's a teenager and that's what you do. <laughs> but Drew had said to me, um, Tori, come in the photo, come in the photo. And now I had always been the girl in the little black dress behind the scenes. In fact, I owned 60 black dresses because I just wanted to blend in because it was all about <laughs> everyone else and it was never about me. And it was at that moment I was like, it's time for a change. So I gently started closing the doors and, you know, telling my clients, telling my staff. I had 22 staff. I had at times two executive assistants. And I was like, I'm just going to take time for myself just to be. And that's how Powerful Steps was born because behind the scenes with Torstar, you know, I'd had great success, but I'd also had a lot of trauma. And so I decided to come out with quite a powerful story with my daughter and we released it to Marie Claire magazine in a three-page feature. And, you know, all of these CEOs and executives around the world from all these big powerful brands were like, we had no idea that all this was going on behind the scenes. And, you know, you were so brilliant at creating and building brands for others. How about you create and build your own brand? to inspire, encourage, empower others. And that's how Powerful Steps came about. And now, honestly, Sarah, I wake up every day. I've got a happy heart. I have so stepped into my destiny. I'm in my power and I'm empowering others to become 
the best possible version of themselves. And I say, Torsta, like that is just a drop in the ocean of what I'm going to create now because I have that fire in my belly. So you're right. I've completely like gone, whoo, I've seized my yay. And, you know, <laughs> yes. Yeah, like I'm here to, you know, help and serve others, become the best possible version of themselves. But most importantly, I teach others to own their power the way I did. And because I've walked it, I can talk it and I can teach it. Oh my gosh, that's so powerful. And I have goosebumps all over me because I literally just today, the episode before this one came out with Samantha Wills talking so similarly (laughs) about how, like her dream was to build this multinational business and hit all these highs and have her jewelry in Sex and the City and that her intuition told her, similarly to you, two years before she closed the business, she knew that the creative fire, you mentioned fire and creativity, had gone and that the only way to honour that, the business was booming, but it was costing her suddenly who she was. But I think people think, oh, she walked away from millions and same with you. Oh, you walked away when it was at the pinnacle, but it's like leave on a high. Don't let it fizzle. Don't let it eat you up completely and then your legacy becomes a fizzle. Like have the balls to walk away when you still have fire left to give to the next chapter, which just, oh, it's just so exciting. It's so good and ironically there's so many synchronicities every time I speak to you. It's crazy. So um, when Samantha was just starting out, I worked on her PR and I actually gave her the first contacts to connect with agencies in the US. And she would have told you as well that she was about to give it all up until she saw a PR placement in the New York Times through one of those agencies. Yes. And it literally was a pivotal moment. And she kept going. But, you know, I've interviewed her on my podcast when she came back from New York as well. And I always say to her, you know, in life you have crossroads. And if you go out on the high, you can always go higher always go higher and you know like you and I is out there sharing her story and the power of that story but the power of believing in yourself because you know when people have limited beliefs around you it doesn't mean that you have to have them. A quick break to share a recent yay maker of mine from the legendary team at GHD. You guys know I start to bang on a lot about the things that make life easier in some way, but you will thank me for this one. GHD has seen me through the dead straight years, the beachy wave years, and now the fun driveneur years with the launch of their new GHD unplugged cordless styler that has portable power and performance. I have literally found myself driving from public toilet to public toilet before trying to find somewhere with a PowerPoint when I'm rushing between events and having a bad hair day. But luckily for everyone, those days are now over thanks to this travel-friendly handbag hairstyling hero that's a serious game changer. It's not only USB-C chargeable and compact enough to fit in your handbag, it also has the same powerful performance of your regular GHD tools, maintaining that optimum 185 degrees for styling so your hair is heavenly and healthy. You can discreetly touch up through the day for that good hair day confidence everywhere you go. So much yay. Available in the best salon, selected retailers or ghdhair.com. So talk about the, what I imagine was a hugely life-defining and life-threatening moment that Again, I think a lot of us have faced that through burnout or through just missing the signs or through being too passionate about the things we're passionate about and ignoring everything else about our health and our body, that 
I think at the time we often hide and most people are quite surprised to learn later that you've had a near-death experience. Talk us through what that was like because being someone who is so much about purpose and stepping into your power, having all of your physical ability removed for, you know, and any kind of productivity taken away from you, I can imagine was like hitting rock bottom and then learning to rebuild. Talk us through that experience. So I always say when your time's up, your time's up and your body tells you. And I'll never forget, this has to do with coffee as well, believe it or not, Sarah. I was walking up <laughs> to my local coffee shop and I remember my body was just, I could hardly walk up. I think it probably took me an hour and it was only a couple of blocks and I just, my body just wouldn't move. It just wouldn't function. And if I'm honest with myself, my body inside, it was dying. And I remember coming back to my home and my boyfriend was like, why did it take so long to get the coffee? <laughs> and I said, I don't know. I just like <laughs> something does not feel right. But, you know, like the women that we are, we push through. And so I went to an event at my mm. next door neighbor's house that night and I woke up the next morning. I just was like all vomiting everywhere. And he's like, uh, I think you've got canopy poisoning. And I said, well, I <laughs> You told me about the canopy poisoning. And this is not kind of me. And throughout the day, like I could, again, I could just feel my body was just giving in, giving in, giving in. And, you know, we gave my daughter to one of my friends, Dr. Katrina Warren, and I'll never, ever be able to thank her enough because she took her because what happened next is quite extraordinary. Yeah. So, you know, my boyfriend went out with his dad. Thank God his dad was a surgeon. My daughter had, unfortunately, she was at the time where you have the mobile phone and she changed all the digits. So I couldn't actually get onto my phone to call anyone. I was deadlocked in my house. I was lying in some sexy silk nighty that I hadn't taken off because I'd been vomiting and all the rest of it all day. And I actually felt my body snap. And what I didn't realize was that it was my appendix and I was slowly dying from blood poisoning in my house on my own, couldn't get out, couldn't call anyone. And I had to wait for someone to call me. Now, thankfully, that boyfriend at the time called me and I said, because I'd said to him all day, I think I need to call an ambulance. He kept saying, no, 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 it's canopy poisoning. I'm like, no, 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 it's not canopy poisoning. Anyway, long story short, his dad came back and was like, whoa, this is not a good scenario. And I got carted off to hospital. They had to stop me on the way a few times and revive me. I got operated on at 2 a.m. in the morning. I spent many hours under it. I ended up on life support. I lost eight kilos in five days. And from, you know, supposedly being on a flight to London 24 hours later, I was told you've got a six-month recovery and slow your life down. Wow. What do you do? When you're so used to being the woman not, that holds not you slow your life down. <laughs> and then I had to learn how to walk again, yeah. how to go to the toilet. And then the crazy thing was you can't leave the hospital until you fart. I mean, seriously. Absolutely, <laughs> literally. Because when you've had, I know, you've had all of these chemicals in you, they want to see that your body is actually functioning and they wouldn't let me leave until I farted. I mean, it's the household joke in my family now. Oh my God, that is amazing. I know. I say you're healthy if you fart because I learned that there. But, you know, the biggest lesson of life with all of that, it's the live and die moment because as I was going into the operating theatre, the surgeon said to me, who's your next of kin? Do you want children? You know, all of these really confronting questions. I didn't have a will. 
I didn't, mm. you know, I wanted children. I was told afterwards I could never have children again. You know, it's like you need to slow oh, your life down. Gosh. And really you got to strip out everything from your life that you don't need to create space for what you want. And I always look back at that time in my life. It was 2013, the same time that you had your toilet cubicle episode. <laughs> and I say to myself, <laughs> you were stuck in that toilet cubicle, Sarah, for the same reason that I was on that operating theatre and I had the choice to live or to die and I chose to live. But what it taught me was through the recovery process that I was surrounded by the wrong people. And I had to really oh, let go of clients yes. that weren't aligned with my highest and greatest good. They weren't aligned with my values. I let go of staff that were doing the wrong thing by me. I let go of friends, family, work colleagues, whatever it was that was going to get me back onto the highway of life the best possible version of myself because after 12 rounds of antibiotics, my body just would not recover. And that surgeon said to me, I said, what do I do? And he said, the answer is so simple, Tori. He said, a happy heart is a magnet for miracles. And he said, the moment you are happy, everything else will fall into synchronicity in your life. And honestly, it took me another four years to get that breakthrough moment and the freedom in my life. And then as soon as that breakthrough came, everything fell into place. Everything fell into place. I won full custody of my daughter. I got a restraining order. You know, I went on this amazing road trip with my daughter to America on 2017-18. We were doing, you know, Vegas, New Year's Eve. We saw Celine Dion. We looked at each other. We're like, you know, what's going to happen next year? And I said... I couldn't really date properly in 12 years because of my personal experience. I said, I want love and adventure. And I truly, I was ready for it because I'd created the space. Three months later, I literally had the confidence to swipe right and met my husband and <laughs> 10 months later he proposed. And I'm thinking, oh my God, I wish I'd known this happy heart is a magnet for miracles two decades ago because Wow. So sometimes in life, <laughs> the craziest stuff happens to us, but the best stuff comes after. And I live with no regrets. And I'm grateful that I had that experience because I wouldn't be the woman that I am today. You know, not only did I build a global business when no one else believed I could, I survived a near death experience. I survived 10 years of being stalked. And, you know, you're a lawyer. I became the lawyer. I got rid of everyone and I stepped into my power, became the lawyer. And I think I'm one of only 5% of women in Australia that have full custody and a restraining order in the federal law court, you know. I became the teacher. And so I look at all that and I look at what I achieved and I, I sometimes I go, God, it reads like a Jackie Collins novel. But, hey, that's my life. <laughs> and my life now is to share these experiences with others so that they too can lead a life that they deserve. And I go back to that quote about, you know, having heart is a magnet for miracles because honestly, I walk around everywhere with such light in my life now. Nothing bothers me. I view challenges as possibilities. You know, if something is stuck in an energy block, I just go switch your thinking. There is always something better on the other side. And when an opportunity is not meant for you and it passes you by, yes. wonderful. 
that's meant for someone else and something bigger and better is coming and it always does. You've just got to trust the magic of the universe. It's all just there. Just got to open your arms and just be willing to receive whatever's meant for you. Oh, this is so empowering and invigorating. I'm so excited. I get so excited for life when I get to talk to people like you because it's so true. I mean, people do, of course, like along the way, especially in those tougher moments, it's so hard to keep that faith that everything will work out, but it always does. It always does. You will always get through. You will always be able to find the lesson and you will always be able to connect the dots, no matter how far away that feels right now. Like who would have known you'd be a first time bride at 40? Who would have been known that, you know, your happiest chapter wasn't the one where you were hitting the milestones that, you know, other people would spend their lives seeking? I just, I think you have such an interesting and inspiring but also unconventional story that gives people permission to like come into their own power which now makes total sense to me why powerful steps has become what you do and tell us about the way that people can actually go through training with you to do this because I think your podcast and all the materials you put out there and you going on other podcasts is so empowering and I hope that people listening are feeling really excited to take control of their lives but you can also actually do a course now tell us about the course So I started this program because what I realized was there was no one in Australia that was helping others step into their power zone, right? And in life, you've got to step outside your comfort zone to step into your power zone. And I always say to people, when you feel uncomfortable, that's awesome. And they look at me and they go, why would I want to feel uncomfortable? And I say, that's because that's (laughs) when you level up. That's when you switch on your A game. And at the end of my programs, I always say to people, wow, you feel so good. And they're like, yeah, I feel amazing. My business has skyrocketed. You know, all these amazing things are happening. And I, and I go, what's the next thing that's going to make you uncomfortable? And they go, Tori, I knew you were going to say that. And I said, that's because you're now at that level, but we need to get you to the next level. So the business attraction program is an eight-week program. I curate it like a dinner party, right? you never want to sit next to the same people at the table because the conversation is going to be the same. So I always just leave it up to the synchronicities of the universe as to who's meant to come in. And we've had the most incredible people like, you know, Telstra Women of the Year, like, you know, global innovators, CEOs from, you know, Hong Kong, New York, Boston, like New Zealand, Singapore, and Australian entrepreneurs that, you know, they've had great success in life, but they say, where to next, Tori? How can I take my business to the next level? So all the key learnings from 20 years of Torstar working with the world's top performing brands, celebrities and influencers is now an eight-week program for others to, you know, share in that success. I teach them the steps that they can take to become a global business super attractor and that's the program. I love it. It sets my heart on fire. We are creating such an amazing community of women. And I also have to say some men behind the scenes. I also mentor, which is really exciting as well, because men coming forward and saying, I want to own my power. I want to be visible. Mm. I want to be a better leader. I want to transform my $25 million business into a half a billion dollar business story. How do I do that? And I go, well, you need to, number one, believe in the power of your own story. Number two, you need to understand mm. your values. Number three, your intent. Number four, your purpose. And number five, you need to be visible in a virtual world. And so I equip people with that toolkit 
so that they can become an even greater success than what they already are today. Oh my gosh, what an incredible offering and an, an amazing way for everything that you've been through to, to culminate in something that you can pass on to other people. How extraordinary. I'll make sure to put links in the show notes to that. But very important question because you did mention that it, your story reads like a novel or like a movie and I would like to know who would play you in your own film? Oh my gosh. Wow. Right? <laughs> what a question. You have like blown me away here. Now this is so crazy. I feel like it should be Drew, right? Yeah, I feel like it should be Drew. It's so funny because we have so many synchronicities. Yeah, when I was younger, I remember reading her story and just going, this is so crazy because she obviously went through a lot in her teenage years, but then she's had so many game-changing moments, but she keeps levelling up. And Mm. I like women that are agile and not afraid of change, but not afraid to be their authentic self. So I might have to share this podcast with her team and say, maybe it's you. (laughs) Maybe it's you. Maybe, but then she'll have to choose someone to play her. Yeah, I yeah I know. It's so because crazy. she'd be in the movie. She was, yeah, <laughs> she'd be in the movie. I know. She was saying, "I want to get a my own talk show," and literally, I wanted a different business. I got my new business. She got her talk show. And I always say, like the synchronicities in life, you know, they never lie. You've just got to join the dots. So. Fingers crossed. Yeah, totally, totally. And I love that. It often happens on the podcast where people will say something like now it's been around for long enough. People who have been on the show earlier will say something and then we'll come back and be like, that thing that I talked about last year, it happened. It's so exciting to have a record of, you know, people's wildest dreams. They just throw it out there. And then like a year later, they're like, yeah, that actually ended up happening. It's so crazy, but so exciting. It's so cool. Well, you never know. I mean, you've got to put it out there. I mean, you know, you are what you attract, right? And that's Mm. the biggest gift in life. It's make yourself the best possible version of yourself in alignment with who you're meant to be, because that is your best asset. And that's what attracts the magic into your life. Absolutely. Well, I could talk to you for hours and hours, but I will move on to our second segment of this show, which is Yeighborhood Watch, which is where we look for things like I feel like, as you mentioned, particularly in lockdown, it's really easy to forget things to be grateful for, but also to forget to look for little moments of happiness or kindness or heartwarming pieces of news, even if it's people you don't know or just things you see in social media. There's a lot of places to seek out things that make you smile. Have you seen anything in the last little while that made you smile? Pay it forward with coffee. You're going to love this. I love going to the coffee shop and putting an extra few dollars on the counter and just saying pay it forward to the next few people and then not saying who it's from and then looking at their faces as they look around and go, oh, my God, that's such a nice act of kindness. So I got taught that many years ago from one of my mentors in the US and she said just Tori, pay it forward but also look at the reaction and it could be the smallest thing but the best thing. And you never know how you can make an impact on another unless you make an impact yourself. So anyone can do that listening to the podcast and I highly recommend it. It's just the joy of seeing someone else happy. Yes, I love that. And I also love that it's anonymous because I feel like sometimes it's even more 
heartwarming when you know that no one needed to take the credit for that. You just wanted to make someone else's day for the sake of making someone else's day. And the surest, like the quickest way to get yourself out of having a shitty day is to make someone else's, I find. Like if I am having a tough time, I will go out of my way to try and do something that makes someone else's day because then it's impossible for you to feel unhappy or grumpy or shitty or tired when you watch someone else's expression or just their whole demeanor change because of some small gesture that you've made. A hundred percent. And what about for your recommendation, shows or books or movies that you've watched? They can be a Drew Barrymore movie if you want them to be. (laughs) I find that like there's, I'm such a sucker for true crime, but because this is a yay focus show, I am not allowed to make my recommendations crime related or murder related or serial killer related. They have to be uplifting and joyful, like The Blind Side or like shows like that. Is there anything that's made you smile or that you feel is particularly heartwarming or uplifting? especially while we're all locked down and have a lot more time to consume content. Yeah, I mean, we've watched so much Netflix. I said to my husband, enough TV. (laughs) We need to get back like the basics of life because, you know, we never watch TV, but it's like Netflix, Prime, Stan, everything. Look, I've always been a really good reader and in my programs and I mentor a lot of people around the world and you know, they're always looking for inspiration and I have like books everywhere that I pick out and I share with people. But there's two books that I picked out today for your audience because I really think it resonates with the quotes that we did. But also they're easy. You can buy them online. The first one, it's called The Courage to Be Disliked. (gasps) Yes. I love it. It's a Japanese book. Okay. And it sold over 3 million copies. A guy lives in Kyoto just outside of Tokyo, which is a very special place. But I wanted to read this one line because I think it'll resonate. If life were a line, then life planning would be possible. But our lives are only a series of dots. A well-planned life is not something to be treated as necessary or unnecessary as it is impossible. So the moral of the story is you don't need to plan anything. You just need to wait for it to unfold. Oh, that's amazing. Kyoto is where our tea farm was. Such ah, a special part of the world. Oh, so it, like, special. It vibrates differently. I know. Oh, you know what? That's <gasps> where my um, transformation started happening many years ago, Bella, because we went to this place in Hoshinoya and I then started seeing all the number signs and we we're in triple one, which is new beginnings, right? As everyone knows. Wow. And um, the breakthrough and new beginnings are in the, in the middle of nowhere. And there was no Wi-Fi, there was no TV, it was just a futon on the floor and we're like, oh, my God, you know, how are we going to cope for five days? But because we're in nature, we started getting all these beautiful messages about where we were meant to be and what we were meant to doing and that literally was the breakthrough moment. So that book reminds me of that. The second one is one of my girlfriends, like, I always believe surround yourself with great friends, but friends that not only celebrate your success are there for the challenges, but they're not afraid to call you on the bullshit, right? So one of my girlfriends (laughs) is an amazing lady. She's called Gina DeVee and Jen Sicario, you know, you are a badass and Marianne Williamson was her mentor as well. Mm. They've all given testimonials for the book. And I was like, so humbled. She called me last year from Croatia and she said, Tori, will you write a testimonial for my book? And it ended up being a number one New York bestseller. And it's called The Audacity to Be a Queen. Now, whether you're a man or a woman, you can be a king if you want, but I teach people to be a queen as well. So the audacity to be a queen is own who you are, think like a queen, 
in business, personally? How do you want to be treated? How does a queen treat other people? And I personally, I love the Queen of England. I think Queen Elizabeth is an exceptional Oh, my God, woman. I love the Queen. Yeah. So, I mean, look, you can be a Beyonce, whoever you want, but it's, you know, it's about thinking like a queen and really making moves like a queen and just knowing that you are the leader of your destiny. And it's a great book for women out there who are looking to transform and looking to take their life to the next level because Gina and I are so aligned in so many different ways. We met at this conference with Susie Manx when she was editor of the International Herald Tribune and, you know, they had people like Karl Lagerfeld speaking and he was actually telling Victoria Beckham off about the fact that she'd worn Chanel shoes because he didn't <laughs> think that Victoria Beckham was a very good dresser but she ended up having her own fashion brand. It was crazy. <gasps> Yeah, like the Masoni family and Gina and I were seated next to each other and I was there. Of course, I was wearing all black because that's what every good publicist does. And um, Gina was like, you know, this American <laughs> in this colourful kind of caftan thing. Might even think it might have been Camilla, which would be absolutely hilarious. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, she's like, Tori, I want to start a fashion brand and I'm going to Paris in a couple of weeks and I know that you're going to be there because I was doing the Longcom Colour Design Awards over there and I was doing a a shoot for Fashion Parade for Sea Folly. And she was telling me about her business and how she was empowering female entrepreneurs and corporate warriors to really transform. And I looked at this really bright, colourful caftan and I said, you cannot start a fashion line. I said, you are a people person and you were like born to empower women. And she has this global business where she flies around the world and that's what she does. And she was giving me advice on my team and all the rest of it. Anyway, she said, if you ever end up in Santa Barbara, call me. Now, 10 years later, we catch up all the time. She's now living in Miami. In fact, when my husband proposed to me in Santa Monica, it was after I just met her for a coffee date. Oh my and God. <laughs> she's a woman that embraces other women. But most importantly, she always says to me, Tori, just think like a queen. You got this girlfriend. And so if you want the soulful and you think, oh, what happens if someone doesn't like me and I can't do this because, you know, people are going to judge me, then this book is for you because it's just so soulful and beautiful. But if you want to up-level your life, switch on your A-game and think like a queen, then this is my recommendation. So it's called The Audacity to Be Queen. I tell everyone about it and I'm pretty sure that Gina once a month goes, oh, my God, there's so many Aussies buying this book. It's all you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, you know, I read and I'm like, tick, 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 tick. Yes, 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 yes. I'm all those things. But also <laughs> she and I want other people to be those things. So those are my tips. Sorry, oh, no Netflix series. No, they're amazing. amazing. I've watched them all. oh well Tori thank you so so much you have shared so much value today so much inspiration and wisdom and I just I learn so much from you every time we chat it's an absolute honor thank you so much for joining you're welcome and let's coffee date in person when lockdown (gasps) is over absolutely oh my god counting down (laughs) and you're going to be in my tribe not my partner not my outside my comfort zone your family and my tribe so thank you oh that's such an honor thank you so much